what is up guys welcome to episode number 101 of beef's beef here as always with micah padre bj thank you appreciate the kind intro <laughs> but before we do anything we want to remind you that uh, our episode is brought to you as always by our friend crystal lackey over a central mortgage century mortgage man almost that was almost brutal what did you say central yeah yeah that'd... well she might be centrally located but she's not so. yeah but um so i know you guys heard me the past two weeks you know throw some shade about her not hitting me in from third so she decided to clap back on twitter plop, plop. and she says i just want to let all the beefs beef listeners know that if brandon would have run faster i wouldn't have had to hit him in from third base with two outs she hit you with the factual evidence that's not factual evidence i guess it is but well teach our own up until the last hashtag it was factual hashtag crystals beef hashtag my average is still better that's Mm. not true at all i had one of the best averages on the team if we were keeping them well it sounds to me like you should keep them I, i think we're going to our new season starts tomorrow so but don't forget to don't forget to hit up our friend Crystal Lackey. Where can you find her online? CenturyMortgage.com backslash C Lackey. Once again, Century C E N T U R Y Mortgage M O R T G A G E dot com. Capital C, Capital L A C K E Y C Lackey. I told you she loved that you capitalized the letters because she thought that they should do that as well. I 100% think you should put some respect on her name. Yeah, but you also can find her. Or you can call her at 502-615-0743. So there's two, two different ways for you to contact her. But the biggest thing that we can't ever leave out, Century Mortgage is an equal housing lender, MNLS number 3925, Crystal Lackey, MNLS number 173579. I heard that she responds to smoke signals. And um, what's the... Morse code. Morse code. Yeah, yeah, and Morse code. I don't know if that's true or not, so I don't want to speak on her behalf. Only one way to find out. Yes. And I've got the fireworks if you need to send smoke signals for that type. There you go. Yeah. But we'll get straight. Weird, weird flex, but okay. Well, you know, that's what I'm best at is flexing and being weird. So they go hand in hand sometimes. Sometimes one is first, sometimes the other is second. Uh, go to the intro, though. Best part of the show. Besides the sponsorship by the Laxter. We need a good nickname for her. The Laxter. Yeah, she's probably not going to be happy about that, but we need a good nickname for her. Appreciate that sponsorship. And today we're on episode 101, just like you mentioned before, which is the sum of five prime numbers. Now, do you know what a prime number is? Prime number is something that is only divisible by itself or one. Mm. Dropping some knowledge for the people out there. Pow. I didn't want to let this slip through the cracks because you really are an educated individual. So the, I, I dabble in the education. Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, think about it. Not everybody knows what a prime number is. That was very prime of you on the spot to not know that was coming. And Were to you hit surprised that, that I knew what it was? I wasn't shocked. Sur- surprise maybe is an over-exaggeration. But You're like, I kind of think he might, but maybe not. I would say impressed. I was impressed. All right, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Impressed. Uh, But those numbers are... Still makes me sound dumb, but I'll take it. No, that's what I was saying. I wasn't surprised. I was impressed. But 13, 17, 19, 23, and 29 equals 
101. 101. Boom. Second one in the list, in the docket, as you would like to say. In college, the American University course number system uses 101 as an introductory course at beginner's level in subject areas. Yeah, do you, did, I don't, I'm not saying that I know this because I don't, did it say why they do that? It did. Were you going to say why? Well, you, I mean. I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I know you. No, it, it's only for transferring. So there's no big elaborate, um, do you know who first it's basically so if you were to transfer, it makes it easier. Everybody should be on the same level. Now, I can tell you from experience that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? I don't have much college experience, but, you know, I, once again, I dabbled in it. I dabbled the same. <laughs> yeah. I went for half of a semester. Oh, I checked it out. You know what I'm saying? I gave it a hard check. And, <laughs> you uh, went on a visit. That's as far as you went. Yeah. It. Well, I had, you know, we had talked about it. I had some things set up, and then I, I took the business opportunity to go into Light Up Toys and then uh, ended up trying to pursue um, Ivy Tech education while I was at Light Up Toys. And, man, that was just not my best decision. Well, you tried at Ivy Tech, though, just because a girl, wasn't it? No. Uh, there was girls who I was friends with in my classes who – helped me along with those classes but showing up for the classes was kind of my struggling part <laughs> yeah and then uh, actually when when i started traveling more with work then i tried to do online classes and let me just uh, tell you big no no i tried that too terrible you don't idea. ever do anything for yeah it. luckily on the uh the online courses i think i dropped out within the first like month or something so they had like a money guarantee back type program because it's ivy tech you know what i'm saying so yeah. i don't think it costs me anything but my books and whatever else which just taking a wild stab in the dark i'm gonna say i probably didn't have purchased at that point so it probably didn't cost me anything but time but yeah the original school who introduced it was buffalo and that was in 1929 so that was kind of surprising to me too i don't know how many colleges were around in 1929 but shout out to buffalo for implementing the 101 system uh, on to number three. According to books in print, studies show that more books now are published with a title that begins 101 instead of 100. You know what I mean? Like 100 ways to such and such. 101 ways. Okay. Yeah. So now they're doing 101, which is a marketing strategy used to imply that the customer is given a little extra info for free. What What movie was that? Uh, 101 about, Ways no, to Die in the West. No, there, there's something about Mary, was it? Yeah. Where the guy was like... You know, they have that, like, 10-minute abs. I want six-minute abs. That's what I'm going to make. <laughs> That's what that kind of reminds me of. It's just someone's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to do one better. Well, in further studies, I realized that everybody's just always going to one-up it. So then I saw a couple 102s, yeah. 103s. I'm just like, no matter six what it is. Six-minute yeah. abs. I think it's there's something about Mary, but I may be wrong about what movie that is. But I can remember. It's the guy that played Rocket Man. You remember the movie Rocket Man? No. You never saw Rocket Man with the dude that went to space and then uh, Odd Voice. Yeah. I think he was also he was also the guy that got locked up in half baked. It's the same okay. guy on all, all three of them. I think I remember Rocket Man, but it's that Rocket Man was the one it was a Disney movie. They went to space and they were supposed to sleep in those cryogenic chambers. There was something to do with a monkey. And right? there was a chimpanzee yeah. that woke him up and he got out to help the the monkey, and then the chimpanzee went in his cryogenic chamber and slept and he couldn't fit in one so he stayed awake for the, the time he was supposed okay. to sleep for their depart uh departure to go to mars or wherever they were Dude, going. that's like 20 years ago that movie came yeah, out though. maybe even more ago. i knew it sounded familiar but i couldn't remember off the top of great my head movie, though 
Yeah, if I recall, it was pretty comical. And, you know, typically Disney movies are trash, but that one was, like, decent, I'd say. Um, but that that intrigued me with the 101 instead of 100. You got, got to get that extra one in there. On to number four, 101 is the main police emergency number in Belgium. You know, I always love the phone number ones. Yeah. If you're ever in Belgium eating some good chocolates, maybe you eat some of the wrong chocolates, and then you need the police emergency number, dial 101, right? Quick Google showed that I was correct. It was, there's something about Mary. Good. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Belgium is popular for chocolates. Chocolates. Chocolates, yeah. Yeah, chocolates. Kind of like dockets, but a little chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number five, you know, I didn't want to do this one, was forced to do this. But 101 Dalmatians was originally Yo. originally titled The Great Dog Robbery, though. So I'm going to drop some knowledge on you. I did not know that. Brought out in 1956 by Dodie Smith. Pick Shout out Dodie Smith. I don't know if I can say RIP or if she's still alive. I don't know. I'm not even positive if that's a dude or a chick, if I'm being How honest. How do you spell it? Dodie, D-O-D-I-E space Smith. I'm going to say chick, you know, based on the style of writing. But... It was as brought out as a child's novel. Um, Disney bought the rights and then originally released the movie on January 25th, 1961, which just wanted to tell the listeners that that is actually the day after one of the two hosts' birthday. You know, January 24th is one of our birthday. January 25th, 1961 is the day that that released. If anybody wants to send any birthday presents, you know where to send them. Just wanted to give everybody a heads up. Just to let you know, they're not Dottie sending. is not her real name. Her real name is Dorothy, but Dottie mm. was her nickname. So and it's definitely not even Dodie. Or Dodie, or however you say it. I was just saying. I was just, I was just reading it however it was. But she passed away November 24th, 1990, so R.I.P. Mm. She was 94. Wow. So she wrote that book when she was pretty old, too. Not really. Yeah, it came out in 56, and she died in 90. Well, the movie came out in 56, right? No, the book. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she was writing it in her 40s, right? No, that would be 60. She wrote it, they came out when she was 60. Yeah, it was kind of like 40, 60, 40. You know, my math is off today. I've been practicing. <laughs> it was that college Ivy Tech thing. But uh, whenever Disney brought it out in 1961, it was the 10th highest grossing film of 1961. I figured you'd be happy about that. Now, the thing I didn't mention is it that. It's a great movie, though, dude. The 61 version? The. The, yeah, the 101 Dalmatians movie that came out in 61? Yeah, that was the cartoon. Yeah, well, there was only 10 movies that were released that year. No, I'm just joking. But <laughs> but pretty good credentials. It was also reissued four times in cinemas or movie theaters, as some would like to call them. 69, 79, 85, and 91 is the one that probably most of our listeners will recall most vividly. The 91 version was the 12th highest earning film of the year and was remade into a live-action movie years later. With Glenn too. Close. I remember that one. Yeah. Definitely wasn't as good as the cartoon. Yeah, I, I can't give my take on it. Didn't partake in it. Well, the one that you were talking about in 91, I mean, the original came out back then. I guess they just, my guess is, is they just, like, remastered it is all they did. Because what the one mean? that came out before was old. 91? Yeah, like, that. I think they just remastered it is all, is all they did. I think it was the... Um, and what not animatronics but it was where they draw it what's that just cartoon yeah cartoon but there's some correct terminology for it you're a big disney guy you're supposed to know this type of stuff 
but I, I think there was some differentiating factors. Also, they changed the name of some of the characters. They took out some of the characters. They added some of the characters. But the storyline has always been similar. Actually, 101 Dalmatians is two books. It was The Great Dog Robbery, and there was, I forget what the other name was, but basically 101 Dalmatians summarizes it all. So, yeah, classic. Shout out to all the 101 Dalmatians out there. I do have a uh, Dalmatian coat that I do wear on occasions. Typically, it comes out when the... Like Dalmatian a, skin? No, it, I mean, it's a jacket, so it's fur. Oh, man. It's not real Dalmatian fur. Yeah. no, It, that's better, all, it better not be Corella DeVille. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. It only comes out when the full moon is out. I don't know why. It sounded like those two would fit because it's kind of like a werewolf, but you're turning into a Dalmatian. It's also very expensive. But on to number six. You'll love this one because you're a big fan of this. But Vault 101 is the starting area of Fallout 3, the video game. So shout out to all of our gamers out there who represent, know that PS1 is better than N64. <laughs> this is not what? true at all. Well, dude. I mean, I'm just this saying. Is not, we're not going through this again today. Don't get off topic, bro. It's Vault 101. Fallout 3, that's where you start out. DJ Gatewood can teach you all about that. Never played any of the Fallout games. And he'd probably play it on PlayStation if he could. But no, He had it on Xbox. Okay. that I think you can – I don't know. I'm not going to make myself look dumb. I think you can only get it on Xbox. We already did when you said PS1 was better than no, 64. No, 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 no. Listen, that's just disrespectful. I think the backlash from everyone that listens to the podcast has shown you that that is one of the worst takes that they've ever heard. Well, if supports fueled my tank – then I wouldn't be getting too far. You know what I'm saying? You're probably right. Yeah. yeah. So You'd be out. driving a Flintstone car. Which I probably could. You know, I don't know if you've seen my physique lately, but I'm getting shredded, bro. Shred city. And probably not in the calves as much because I'm doing all upper body and cardio and jump roping. Lots of lots of jump roping. As well as binge eating of ice cream. So, Shred City. Dude, what? thank you, by yeah. the way, for reminding me of this. Well, don't mess up my intro, but what? I'm not. But shout out to Meyer, by the way. Yeah. I've slept on Meyer for so long, and yeah. now they've had two things that I've been looking for for ages. The marshmallow. They had the Rice, Rice Krispie Treat cereal, which I didn't eat anymore of because they changed it. Yeah, I thought you got mad at that. I did, but, so they, still had, like, but they still had it. Okay. So, so I'm still like giving them credit. We'll, we'll shout out but to this my. one makes up for that completely. Mm. The cherry cordial ice cream I have been raving to you about. I saw it the other day. I almost yeah, tried it. And I bought two tubs of it. <laughs> the full, the big one? Yes. They had the small, what are the small ones? Pints? Maybe. I don't know what they're called. But I'm you not know kidding. What I, Why, that's one sitting. Yeah, but just wait, man. Let me finish. That's a small one that was a buck ninety nine. So I considered getting one of those you to try, try it. it out. Man, it's tough. I, I actually promised myself last night that I was not going to eat any more ice cream. Now, that promise has lasted until whatever time it is right now. And then I'm considering <laughs> going to Meyer and getting some more. Get that one. Just get it and try it. I would love to. I, I need to keep my promise for longer than 18 hours. But I probably... If I break it, we'll try that. Because then if I hate it, then I don't then have to eat ice cream. You can bash me. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm like, well, I can't believe I wasted my ice cream for that. Especially that $1.99, dude. Yeah. You can never get that $1.99 But that brand's back. 
on point though. Oh man, it's phenomenal. I, I did actually. They had a sale where they were running them for three ninety nine for a little bit, and so I bought like four, and that's when <laughs> I really. That's when the binging began, man. So I had to lay off it a little bit, and I bought Bluebell one time after because they had a sale on that for four ninety nine, and I think homemade was five dollars and thirty nine cents. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna save forty cents, and I'm gonna try this Bluebell again. No. Yeah. The move you made with your head is what I did whenever yeah. I first nah. tried it. It was good, you know, but it was not the same. I was used to that homemade, which is probably not very healthy for you. So but that's what we need to hit up is homemade ice cream, dude, so we can get yeah. them to sponsor the podcast. I don't even know where they're made or anything. Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I looked it up on their – see, here's, here's right. how like, dedicated I was to finding this stuff, dude. <laughs> I went through a lot to try to find this. You are about to invest in some dry ice. Oh, dude, I tried to order it off Amazon. I tried everything, dude. Yeah, and this I was is like, like me and cheesesteaks from Philly. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let's go to their website. All right, it says they're made in Cin- Is it worth driving to Cincinnati to go and get something to bring it back? Spend a day. It's like, buy, buy the uh, truckload. It might be worth it to me. All right, there's got to be a place around here. Cherry Cordial. And I was like, okay, well, I already know that Walmart and Kroger don't. Let's get on their website, see if there's one maybe close. Yeah. Neither one of them. Not one within 50 miles. And I was like, shot in the dark, let's try Meyer. Yeah, by my house? I just typed in Meyer, and they said the closest one was the one in Clarksville. I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. got it in stock. And I was like. In Clarksville? Yeah, and in I was Clarksville? like. Or, no, and I was like, or Jeff, I'm sorry, Jeff. Yeah. And I was like. It was very confusing. Okay, well, let's, let's try the one in New Albany. In stock. I was like, word. Boom. Called Pops. I was like, hey, I'm stopping to get something at Myron away home. You need anything? <laughs> yeah, one day there was this woman who was, I think she might have worked for them because she was like restocking it and she was like taking inventory or whatever. And she was like blocking the whole case. And so I was just politely standing behind her. Did you just make up a word? Yes, I did. Politefully? Politefully. I might start using that. Yeah. That's what I do best. I'm like E40, except for I create much better words. Politefully. <laughs> Politefully. That sounds like something E40 would say in a song. It does. And that's where I get my inspiration from. But he clearly, I'm one up in him there. I told you I've seen him, right? In, in concert? No. Yeah. It's so, an interesting concert. And right I didn't pay to go see him. <laughs> I paid to go see the N1 mixtape tour, and he did the halftime Ooh. show at Freedom Hall. Yeah. I, wait. I was there too. I don't. Then recall. you saw E40. Okay. It's E40 did the halftime show. Obviously, that was the highlight of my day. Was and seeing he E40. I also huh? met Michael Bush that day and Rajon Rondo. Mm. They were they walked out of the tunnel and was watching the game there. Yeah. Shout out to Jeremy Kendall played in that game. Yes, it was that it was that one. Yeah. Well, I was there then. Yeah, because they came twice to Freedom Hall. Yeah, I back I think back it, years, right? Yeah, I think it was the second time when I saw E40. I just remember that dude having the biggest diamond earrings I've ever seen in person. Really? Yes. Hopefully, Nelly is the one who I saw with the biggest diamond earrings, which when we actually got to play against him, and whenever I was talking to him, I told him that I wanted to bet him $20 on the game that my team was going to beat him, and he didn't take too kindly to that. He's, he said $20 is not a sufficient amount to bet. I'm summarizing what he's saying, of course. <laughs> now I bet he wishes he took that bet because now he's broke. Yeah, right. He's probably That dude doesn't even know his own music, apparently. He came and did Forecastle here, right? Yeah. They said that his songs, he only did like 30 seconds of them. <laughs> because he doesn't own his own songs anymore, dude. Yeah. Because he had to sell them because he don't have no money. Well... That's an interesting situation to be in. He was on that, what was that uh, Kevin Hart show I was telling you about? The Housewives. Uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, but it's, it, well. I it's, think it was called the Real House Husbands of Atlanta or something. It was. Yeah. 
hilarious though. Yeah. But he was on there, and Robin Thicke was on there, and all these other guys. But that's Nick Cannon was on there too, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of females who you would know too. I'm not not, but it's hilarious. So if you haven't seen that, you need to check that out too. But on to number seven. So number seven, typically this is what I wanted to leave you with because this was very intriguing to me. And I don't want you to count this, okay? Typically, 101 is the number of keys on a standard computer keyboard. So what's the first thing everybody at home is doing? One, two, three, four, five, six. How many people you think that are listening to this podcast are listening to it on a key, on a computer? I don't know, but I can tell you I did it today when I saw that and mm-hmm. automatically went to start counting. And how many how many did you have? 101. I didn't believe it because I got to like 50 and I was only like, I was like three quarters of maybe two thirds, more than three quarters of the way up. And I'm like, there's no way this is going to be got to a hundred. I'm like, ha ha, there's only a hundred. The power button. Oh, power move. Well, mine would have more because, because it has this thing here, the presses for the mouse. The pressy mouse button. Did you count those two? I don't know. I don't recall. Yours has 103. Maybe. I don't recall. I could have counted them. Yeah, yours has 103. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I might have counted them, and that might have been 100, and then the power button was 101. I don't recall. Yeah. Or wait, it did say keyboard, didn't it? Yeah. Standard keyboard. Yeah, the power button's not part of the keyboard on mine. Well, just quit trying to make excuses, bro. No, I'm saying for mine. So mine would have to have 101 right here, which my eject button's on the keyboard, so that's maybe where they made up the difference. So Mm. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, that's what I'd say, too. Because you know my intros are correct, always. Factual evidence brought to you straight from the dome. (laughs) You're welcome. But that's it for my intro. So whatever else you want to talk about, you know I'm here. I'll listen to you. But (laughs) Well, for those of you that are friends with both of us on Facebook, you all probably saw me tag BJ in something yesterday that I was like, hey, this needs to be on the docket since you always make fun of me for saying that right uh for tomorrow's episode the all decades team that nba 2k20 came out with now i didn't read into how they actually came up with this if there was some formula or if there was i don't know if they took votes of everyone that works for 2k or how they came up with it or if they just had a panel and they were like hey this is the teams that we right that we're going with right whatever it was <clears throat> they yeah. wrong so I'll try to read these as fast as possible, and then we'll say who we feel like should be. Let's just go decade by decade. Okay, so the 1980s, we got Magic Johnson at point guard, Michael Jordan at shooting guard, Larry Bird at small forward, Kevin McHale at power forward, Moses Malone at center. So this one's a good one. I think you have to keep Magic at guard, Mm -hmm. point guard. You have to keep Jordan at shooting guard. Yeah. You have to keep Bird at small forward where you change is you take off Kevin McHale yeah because Moses Malone played power forward at times you move Moses Malone to power forward and you add I'm guessing you're going to say Kareem Kareem Abdul Jabbar your personal favorite Los Angeles I've I've talked to you about this before I yeah. don't hate Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. I just think that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the most overrated player ever. So I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. And what I wanted to do is drop a little knowledge on you. Five-time NBA champion in the 80s, finals MVP in 85, league MVP in 80, NBA All-Star 80 to 89. 
So all years in that, he was an NBA All-Star. He retired in 89, by the way, if you didn't know that. Okay. NBA first team four times, 80, 81, 84, 86. NBA second team twice, 83 and 85. Defensive first team in 80 and 81. Defensive second team in 84. Led the NBA in blocks in 1980. 787 games in a row, scoring double digits. All-time leading scorer in NBA history. All-time minutes played in NBA history. All-time field goals made in NBA history. And then he's ninth in all-time defensive rebounds, third all-time in reboundings overall, and third all-time in blocks overall. Tough to keep him off the list. Kevin McHale's a great player. Got to pull him, move Moses Malone down to the power forward, add Kareem on, on my list. I'm pulling the same guy, but I'm not adding Kareem. Mm. I'm going small, and I'm putting Dominique at the four. Mm. So I'd still pull McHale. And I've talked about – I'm not going to beat a dead horse when it comes to talking about the Kareem thing. I've talked about it a thousand times. I still think he's a great player. I just think he's the most overrated player ever. So – Disrespect. I think we both agree with who we should, or we both agree with who we should take off. Which Kevin, Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale is a great player too. But six man, you're gonna be the best of all time. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm putting I'm going small and putting or even put Bird at the four. Yeah. With the how today's basketball is, I think put Magic at the four if you have to. Yeah. Just don't put Jordan at point guard and you yeah. never see the ball. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so the nineties. Yep. We have John Stockton at point guard. A uh, guy you may have heard of in the last team, Michael Jordan at shooting guard. Scottie Pippen at small forward. Carl Malone at power forward. Hakeem Olajuwon at center. Yeah. So I start on the last one. What do you got on this one? Um, this is tough, man. I. These lists are not bad. This is what I'll yeah, say. Like I, the, all five, all four of these teams. Like I wouldn't mind having them as my team. Well, of but course there's so. definitely players. When that you're I think talking would be about better. top ten in a generation, of well, course well, there's going to be first, guys. I'm going to take Malone off, and I'm going to put Barkley on there. Mm. Um, I think Barkley, with just his credentials from the '90s, I think speak for themselves. Right. Um, it's tough, man. I don't know who I would replace. Stockton. I'm going blank with with who I would replace Stockton with, because I think Stockton's great, but I don't. I mean, who? I know I'm missing somebody that is really, really good in my – it's like, man. And All right, so I would probably Stockton. And I would probably take Pippen off there and put Clyde Drexler on there. So you're replacing three on this generation. I'll leave Stockton and I'll take off Pippen and put Drexler. So this is the one generation out of the four generations that I think the nail – they hit the nail spot on. So you would take Malone over Barkley? I'm taking Malone over Barkley. And if you do your research and look statistically and account for everything that he did as far as positionally, because Barkley, Barkley was a great player, but Barkley averaged like 22 points per game. Malone averaged like 27 during this generation. So Stockton, the funny thing about that was I also considered trying to change it. You know who the next best player? guards of that generation were the glove yeah tim hardaway tim hardaway was one i thought but i was like i can't replace john stockton with tim hardaway and kevin johnson so yeah. you cannot replace stockton in my opinion i yeah. mean stockton might be the most besides jordan jordan's the biggest lock on this 
list of the 90s. Stockton is probably the second biggest one. I did have Barkley as a potential upset to Malone, but after doing my research, no. And my hometown bias with the Philadelphia 76ers wanted to put him in there. Couldn't do it. Clyde Drexler was the small forward who potentially could replace Pippen. And then uh, David Robinson was an underrated center who yeah. could, not even Patrick Ewing, but David Robinson was over Patrick I, Ewing. I love David Robinson. Yeah. But I say keep it as it is. All those guys are honorable mentions, would make a great team, but rock with it how they made it. All right. So now we have the all 2000 starting five. Yes. This, so this is what we said 2000, 2001 to 2008, 09. That was tough for you. Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Tim Duncan, Shaquille O'Neal. And this one's going to be a little bit surprising to you because you've got a guy on here who's my favorite player of all time by the name of Sir Allen Iverson. But I have to replace him on this list because okay. even though he's a great player, um, up until 2006 he played with the Sixers. Uh, he was a two-time MVP and a three-time assist leader, Steve Nash will replace him. Oh, man, that's tough. Yes. So both great players, but I'm replacing Allen Iverson with Steve Nash. Um, also, Jason Kidd was an honorable mention. I think part of this has to do with the fact that Allen Iverson is not a true point guard, so that played into it a little bit in my mind as well, too. And there might have been a little bit of bitterness towards Iverson leaving <laughs> Philadelphia and going to the Denver Nuggets and then playing like trash there. And then eventually coming back to the Sixers and continuing to playing like trash. Wasn't that after the Pistons too? Yes. Or was the Pistons? Because yeah, he retired with the Sixers, didn't he? Correct. Yeah. He was ringing the Liberty Bell, and that was about it. Um, so I'm replacing replacing Steve Nash. Or Allen Iverson with Steve Nash. Correct. I'm keeping Kobe. I'm keeping LeBron. I'm keeping Tim Duncan, and I'm keeping Shaq. All right. So, you said that you replaced your favorite player. So, why don't, why don't I do the same thing? Right. I, love I didn't want to mention this guy's name because I have him on my honorable mention list. Could have played multiple positions. Yes. But I love LeBron, and this guy dominated the, that, that time period longer than what LeBron did. Yeah. Tracy McGrady will replace LeBron James on the 2000s. Mm. One of my all-time favorites. Tracy McGrady, so we were looking it up, and you were like, I almost replaced him, but I didn't think he played long. He he had a really dominant, his last good year, I said, what was it, 07, 08? 07, 08. So, I mean, it's a good, it, it was eight years that he played well in that, in that time frame. Right. Averaged over 20, well, if you're rounding up. Other than the 07, 08, which he averaged 22, every other year he averaged 25 points or yep. more. Yeah. So I'm replacing LeBron with, <clears throat> with T-Mac, and I think I will leave the rest of it the same. Another person that I thought about but I, I couldn't do it to Duncan – uh, Dirk maybe an honorable mention there as well. Yeah. Well, Shaq was the one who I originally – consider moving because I felt like once again with the T-Mac thing towards the end you know he was injury prone he wasn't as successful but when you look at the numbers tough to argue with the first six yeah. years of that decade of him not being who the would most you have replaced him with I didn't have one that's part of it too but it was just 
that dude was a killer for the first couple of years. Yeah. Once he went to Phoenix, he was pretty much done after Miami, even maybe his last year at Miami. And then, you know, he ended up going to Boston. Phoenix and, and Boston and all that. And yeah. Cleveland. And yeah. Yeah, it was not, not pretty. Even though the funny thing about that was when he was at Phoenix, you know, he won co-MVP of the NBA uh, uh, All-Star. With weekend. Kobe. Yeah. And, and he, gave, he gave the trophy to Kobe. Well, Co- no, no, no. Kobe or, gave. Yeah, or, that's right. Kobe gave it to Shaq because he knew it was one of his last years. Well, Kobe gave it to Sharif and Miles, Shaq's son. And that's why, because Sharif and Miles had asked Shaq to win MVP. And I think Shaq is kind of like this psychological monster where, I, you know, he always said, like, the David Robinson thing. Have you heard that, where he didn't sign his autograph? So he's fabricated this story. And uh, he was trying to figure out a way to have bad blood with him because that's when he played best was when he was mad at somebody. So I think with this, it was kind of one of those deals where he might have fabricated the fact that his kids asked him to win MVP when genuinely deep down inside he wanted to go out on his own terms. Yeah. But, yeah, a good story involved with that. Uncle Kobe gave it to Sharif and Miles. I remember he was – he that interview that they did together. Yeah. He was like – I was so mad at you because I had because I had to be like so genuinely like appreciative that you did that for me. It was yeah. like, oh man. He said on interviews now though he was like that's kind of the moment that the beef was squashed because when you do something like that, I mean. But he was like, you know, I really appreciated you doing that, and like it was pretty cool to see that moment whenever they were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. If you look back at the pictures, he's got both his kids up there with him, and they're up there, and him and Kobe are dapping it up, and. They look fine. Yeah. So the all 2010 starting five. Steph Curry at point guard. James Harden at shooting guard. LeBron James at small forward. Kevin Durant at power forward. And Dwight Howard at center. Yep. You want to go first? I guess it is my turn to go first, right? Well, if we're alternating, then yes. All right, I'm taking Steph Curry. If you Curry. wanted the I'm best first, Steph Curry then off I'd the go. Oh. <laughs> taking Steph Curry off the list. Oh, man, I knew that was coming. And I'm just going to play with four just because I don't want to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I am really taking him off the list, and I'm putting Russell Westbrook on there. Westbrook. Because this isn't like what team's going to play. This is the best players from that era. And if you're the dude that's averaged, what, three triple doubles now? Yeah, but I thought that would. Oh, yeah, that is this generation. He's, yeah, yeah. he said three triple doubles in this generation. Yeah. I'm replacing Steph Curry with Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Be interesting to see what he does this year. Playing new, with Harden again. New environment, new situation, and uh, hopefully they do well. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be fun to watch, but yeah. we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, it's interesting. I kept Steph. Did you have any other changes you wanted? I'm, I mean, I could potentially take out Dwight Howard and put in DeMarcus Cousins, mm. but it's tough. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins, I, it's just tough for me because I really – it was like one of those things where – you looked at the Stockton thing up there, and it was like, who are you really going to replace him with? Because the center's kind of getting phased out in this game. Right. So it's really tough to find a guy that could play center that that you would put in there that played long enough. Like, because you could say, oh, Anthony Davis, well, he's only been playing since 2013. Right. You could say DeMarcus Cousins, well, he's been injured the past two years. But then again, Dwight Howard hasn't done anything for the past, what, four years? Everybody has a knock against them. So, I mean – if I was going to, I would probably say Cousins over him. Yeah. But I'm not really comfortable with saying anything because when Dwight Howard was early on in the Magic, Dwight Howard was really dominant. Yes. Rebounding-wise and putbacks and yeah. rim runs. And block and shots. And yeah. And he, was, he was really, really dominant, but it's like, man, that was only for 
a good four or five years maybe? Yeah, it didn't go so well at the Lakers. Didn't no. go so well at Houston. Didn't go so well at Charlotte. Hasn't gone in well anywhere other than Orlando. Right. So Van Gundy, shout out to Van Gundy. Yeah. But that's a great lead-in for my team because I'm keeping Steph. Okay. I'm keeping Harden. I'm keeping Braun Braun. And I'm keeping KD. What I'm doing is I'm moving KD to the center possession okay. position, not possession, because we're playing Euro-style ball. Okay. And technically he did play a little bit of center this year for the Golden State Warriors. We're going to beat you with offense. We're not going to beat you with defense. So you're but, going the old Phoenix Suns way. And I'm adding a defensive stopper in my man, the current glove, Kawhi Leonard. Okay. I can dig it. So 2011, he was the rookie of the year. He's been a two-time champion, three-time all-star, 2013 finals MVP, 2015 steals leader, three-time defensive first team, two-time defensive second team, two-time first team all-NBA, one-time second team all-NBA, 2019 NBA champion, 2019 NBA finals Finals champion. MVP. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard. I'm not ups- I'm not upset with it. Yeah. I'm not upset with that at all because even if you're putting him at the four, he's still got length. Yes. And Or even if you want to move LeBron to the four and keep Kawhi at the three, I mean, you're going to have length either way. Well, and he can do what you need to do as yeah. a stretch forward is knock down the three ball and make a good play. Yeah. That's all I need him to do. You've got your scoring in Harden. You've got your scoring in Steph. You've got LeBron, your playmaker. KD and Kawhi. Yeah. I mean, defensively, I feel like that's actually a really good defensive team, even though two of those guys on the list are looked at perennial as the worst defenders in our game currently, and Steph and Harden. Yeah. That's why well, you Well, that's the thing, though, man. I don't feel like anybody other than you and I, maybe a few other people, really look at Steph as a bad defender. But Steph's really not that great of a defender. He he really reaps the benefits of the great defense that's around him. He plays really hard. That's what I yeah. want to do. I want to give him credit for playing really hard. But, like, one-on-one matchup, people chew him he, all oh day. Oh, my goodness. That was, the, that was one of the – other than LeBron going ham, that was one of the biggest reasons why they came back from 3-1. Kyrie did whatever he wanted to when he was on him. Right, and it was also the reason why when they got hurt, guess who was guard – when he got hurt in the finals, Clay was guarding him. Yeah. And if Clay wouldn't have knee-checked him – They'd have been all good. Yeah. Fowler. So. And I'm not talking Ricky. Yeah. I can can dig your list, too. Well, thank you. I was thinking of a way to to replace Howard, but I I didn't think. I was just thinking centers. But, hey, with the way the game is now, I can see where you're coming from. Well, I'd like to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Jack in the Box, for thinking outside the box. Or, no, they're not our sponsor this episode. Okay. Think outside the box. Is that really Jack in the Box? Maybe they should say think inside the box. I don't think that's Jack in the Box's thing. No, it's not at all. I made it up. I mean, Jack in the Box, think outside the box. You know, that's where my brain goes. I've never had Jack in the Box. It's not good. It's not bad, but it's not good. I've always just heard people say, eh. Yeah, places on the West Coast are kind of weird sometimes because they have, like, tacos and then they have burgers. East Coast, too? Yeah, I saw it in... Atlanta, maybe, or South Carolina. It's not one of the two. I mean, it's okay. just not in this area. Yeah, the West Coast is where I've had it. And uh, it's like I said, I think they had egg rolls, tacos, burgers, chicken. It's just an odd menu Sounds like me. cookout. Yeah, but I hear cookout's actually decent. Cookout's okay. I hear mixed reviews. Don't well, they have a... Uh, they got corn dogs. Yeah. 
Corn as dogs. a side. Didn't you tell me as a side? Yeah, it's like it's That's so weird, odd. man. Because you get to the thing and you're just like, yeah. dude, I don't know what to order because there's so many things here. Like I heard the milkshakes are decent too. The milkshake that I had was awful. Ouch. Yeah, it was really bad. Shout out to the best milkshakes in town. Well, what's considered in town? Golden Twist, Jeffersonville, Indiana. Best milkshake you ever have in your life. Well, I've never had it, so I can't say that. Let me do you a favor. Go get the peanut butter vanilla malt. I can't I can't do what's weird is I love peanut butter. Yeah. But if we're going peanut butter and ice cream, I'm not really a big fan. Which is weird, I know, but All right, then go with the banana vanilla malt. What about chocolate vanilla malt? Well, I would just go with chocolate malt, but I'm not a big chocolate fan. Well, I mean, I can't get a swirl, chocolate vanilla swirl malt. How are you going to swirl? Do you know what a malt is, bro? It's a, it's a milkshake. So guess what happens when you mix chocolate and vanilla? I have no idea. It becomes have chocolate. You never, have you ever seen a swirl before? Yeah, on an or ice cream cone. a half and half? Yeah. I've had half and half shakes a lot. Steak At and shake. Where? Steak oh, and shake. One place and one place only. Because yeah, guess what had... they do? They make two milkshakes, and then they fill it up one on each side. Who really wants that? I do. I like them both. No. Go with one. Listen, if you're not an adult enough to make a decision on what flavor milkshake well, I don't you know want, what other flavors they have. I've never been there. You don't deserve that. I went there one time, and I didn't get a milkshake. I think I went there with you. We're all good. I, I take everybody there. You can get but some deep-fried mushrooms. Though. You can get some deep-fried. No. Don't you? Uh, no. And here's the thing, man. I've what? tried really hard to like mushrooms. But it's one of those texture things for me. Yeah, they are very odd texturally. It's like, because somebody at my work made stuffed mushrooms. Ooh. And it was like oh. green peppers and like ground beef were in it and stuff. And I was like, these smell phenomenal. Right. So this was in the past three years. I was like, all right, I'm going to, you know what, Brandon, try it. Right. Nut up and try it. At a boy. I tried it and almost threw up just because of the texture. <laughs> Projectile the, f- the, the flavor of the meat and peppers in it were good, but yeah. it was just like, I couldn't get over the texture. So I got two things for you that that just made my mind go there, right? First of all, we were talking about corn dog as a side. That made me think, shout out to my buddy Adrian Harper. He was having a conversation the other day with his buddies on Facebook. Okay. But is spaghetti a side? Spaghetti a yeah. side? Yeah. That's a main dish, bro. That ain't no side. No, that's not a side? Thank you. He I mean, would... Oh, what about in chicken parmesan? No. That's part of chicken parmesan is spaghetti. So it's not like it's two separate dishes. I don't know. Here's His family was at his family reunion, and they had catfish as the main dish and spaghetti as a side. Now, that is a power move. I don't see. I don't really think that's weird because at that point, I almost feel like it's just a noodle and meat salad. A noodle and meat salad. You just said a noodle and meat salad. I mean, isn't that pretty much what spaghetti is? Well, no, it's pasta. Yeah, pasta is a salad. I don't know how catfish and spaghetti. I mean, mix does it? Too. To be honest with you, it doesn't really sound like those two things go together. Anyway. You know what I would do personally? What's that? Not eat the catfish and eat the spaghetti. Whoa, dude! Yeah. Come on now, catfish yeah. is fire. No, spaghetti's overrated, dude. Fish is trash. Spaghetti no. is delicious. As yeah. healthy as you eat, you don't like fish. I hate fish. I don't know why. I like Phew. I like lobster. I love okay. lobster. I When's love... the last time you tried fish? Not to be that guy, but like, oh, you need to try it again. You know what ended up happening? What's that? I got unhealthy fish. Would you get tilapia or something? No, Long John Silver's. And that was and how Captain long ago? D's. Actually, you know I am. I'm a bargain shopper. And yeah. so uh, Long John Silver's had daily deals where certain things were $1. And I was crushing them. And it was white fish that was battered. What's the batter. I don't know, but I like Long John Silver's, but that's not fish. 
Yeah. All of their stuff sound, tastes exactly the same. So then I got this coupon sent to my email from Cheddar's. And if they were sponsoring this episode, I'd say it was delicious. But since they did not sponsor this episode, <laughs> I would tell you it was the worst thing I've ever had in my freaking life. And I about hurled all over everybody. So when I was a kid, dude, I wouldn't touch any fish other than tuna. Yeah. Oh, what? And I, tuna I like, fish I love tuna like salad. I love tuna salad. I love tuna casserole. Like, oh, man. Tuna salad. Yeah, I love tuna salad. I so, think the thought of tuna is making me nauseous right now. So, I, John's going to love it. you're saying that, too, because I'm pretty sure John said he hates tuna salad. Dude, tuna is... I like tuna. I still eat tuna. I haven't eaten it in a while, but I like tuna a lot. Canned tuna. You're talking about just pop that bad boy open, get I'm that not gonna, spoon, dig on in there. No, I won't eat it like that. It's got to be tuna salad. I don't know what tuna salad is. Tuna it salad sound is, good. is basically, I don't like relish, but this is, it's weird. I don't like relish and I don't like mayonnaise. Yeah. But you get, my dad found this sweet relish. I can't remember the brand. If I saw it, I would be able to tell you. Yeah. Um, it's a sweet relish. You throw that, tuna salad and some mayonnaise in a bowl, mix it up, dude. Yeah. Throw it on some crackers or even a sandwich. It's fire. Mm. But um, I was probably 18 or 19. Yeah. And uh, my ex-girlfriend invited me over, and she was like, hey, my mom's cooking catfish. And I was like, you know me, I don't do fish. Shout out to the ex-girlfriend. And I was like, I don't Hey, know. I'm going to do this, what you did to me. What's the ex-girlfriend's name? Danielle. I talked oh. to her all the time. Everyone knows who her ex-girlfriend is. That was really boring and uneventful. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I just didn't say it because I was just going to save the story here. Because yeah. you wouldn't have known if I just said, Daniel, you wouldn't well, know who it was. You did it to me once. I thought I was going to reciprocate. It so, didn't go as I planned. She was like, my mom's cooking catfish. And I was like, I don't eat fish. You know this. Like, fish is trash. Yeah. She was like, just try it. And I was like, all right, whatever. Tried it. I ate like a full pound of catfish. Ooh. It was so good, dude. Hey, speaking about that, you know what I did do? You're okay. talking about ex-girlfriends? Okay. Paula Dean, my ex-girlfriend, tried some of her catfish. You know who Paula Dean is? Come on, y'all. Yeah, I know who Paula Dean is. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were in Tennessee. Uh, Troy and Zach said they had to get it. That was the one meal. I wouldn't suggest going to Paula Dean's. Now, they love yeah, it. You said that it was really expensive. It's like $25 a person, <clears throat> and it's like family meals, but you don't get to take any of it home. So they just bring you out. You get to pick like three main dishes, which we had pork chops. We had fried chicken. We had something else, and then we had catfish. Let me just tell you, the pork chops were fire. They were real good. The fried chicken, you can't mess up fried chicken, in my opinion. If you put fried chicken on my plate and it's warm, I'm probably going to eat it. And then the uh, catfish was, I, I used a lot of tartar sauce, and I gave it a fair try. Now, I did eat my $25 worth of food, that's yeah. for sure. And then you get sides, whatever amount of sides, too. But, yeah. So, shout out to Paula Deans. <laughs> well, I love fish now like oh yeah. pretty much any type of fish I'll, I'll at least try it well they do golden twist has a special on the weekends where it's like a mix of things so you'll have to try that at some point i think it's sunday special but they've got daily specials that are real good meatloaf one day roast beef another day yeah pork chop sandwich chicken and dumplings hey what about meatloaf sandwich dude dude i i Wrecked your world with it, rocked your world the other day with that, right? It was pretty good. I told you I like Ted's a little bit better. Who's? Ted's down in Georgia. I don't know. It's bison meatloaf. That's the difference. Oh, yeah. But I just remember uh, your face, you were like, I don't know if I really want to 
if it's really going to be that good. And you took that bite, and you were like, yeah, this is pretty good. Well, you were telling me about it, and I was just extremely hungry, if yeah. you remember. And so I'm like, a sandwich ain't going to cut it, bro. So what I decided to do is the ultimate power move of all power moves. And you get four a sides. Sandwich <laughs> with one side and order the three-side platter. <laughs> And but, crush it all and eat some of your food, too. Yeah, that burger was mm. – I'm still disappointed about that burger. I'm going to try that burger because I'm thinking it's just your, your – It might be just my palate, but I just right. – I thought the bun was kind of garbage and the beer cheese was not very good. This is at – what's the place called? Hilltop. Hilltop. Hilltop and I guess tavern. technically it's a tavern. Yeah. yeah, Hilltop Tavern. But they're known for their food, right? That's how I originally heard of it. I mean, they're known – I mean, it's just a cool place to go, really. Yeah. Got a bunch of board games. Shout out to my buddy Mac who lives down the street. Yeah. And then I heard uh, Mike Workman lives close to that area. So shout oh. out to Mike Workman. I did not know that. Yeah. I think that's right. I don't know. But it was good. It, well, I was foods, very pleased with it. I got some spicy green beans, which was an interesting oh, take. Oh, and you had them mac and cheese fritters too. Yeah, your mac and cheese fritters. Yeah, but I, I, I had just regular mac and cheese, which was okay. Yeah, I wasn't those overly mac and impressed. mac cheese fritters are next level. No, the sauce, I told you. The mac and cheese fritters were just mac and cheese stuffed in a ball. Now, the crustacean on the outside was delicious. Yeah. And then the sauce was like, I told you. Did I hit the nail on the head with you what did the with sauce me. was? Matt, Matt didn't agree with you, my brother. I, I texted him and said, BJ kind of blew my mind when he told me what that sauce was. Yeah. And Matt was what like. What did Matt think it was? Matt says the only reason that you said that it was that or, or he said, not really. They just both have uh, cumin in them. Oh, like he knows what cumin Dude, is. That's what's weird, dude. To say, I knew I would butcher that, but I didn't want to say cumin. No, like I'm saying Matt don't know. Come on, Matt. Chef boy, our Matt. What's he doing? <laughs> that's what's funny, dude. Is like, I'll say, like, oh, yeah, I like this place. No, that place is trash. That place uses American cheese. Or he always, like, Ooh. brings a, you know, hey, like. That's a legitimate point. No, like, he'll always bring up, like, weird things like that. And it's yeah. like, quit being bougie, dude. We grew up in Portland. <laughs> we ate spam on biscuits all the time. Quit acting like you're too good to eat places. I'm trying to think of what the vegetable we were having good conversation about that one time. I think it was uh, not artichokes, but the uh, asparagus. Asparagus is good, man. Yeah. I don't think he was liking it. Or there was something else weird. We've had some great conversations with Matt. Hopefully, I don't want to give too much of a teaser, but hopefully we've got some big things in the future with yeah. Matt and you on the horizon and food. So yes. I am thoroughly looking forward to those. Yeah, hopefully within the next couple of weeks we'll start it. Yeah. Uh, but you brought up to me, I didn't realize, we mi- we missed something on last week's episode. We did. We were kind of preoccupied, though, with a lot of stuff from episode 100. By the way, I've gotten a lot of good reviews of episode 100 uh shout out to eric deacon every person that listened to the episode said that that was their favorite one yeah shout and, out to big deke yeah like i had a couple people like dude that was awesome yeah and i was like it's very know, thought out i, that I was told the biggest him thing i was to like, me was it was well put together i told him i was like you all listen to the episode you all heard me say like i listened to it and there was nothing that I could take. like i'll say it to the i there was nothing i could take out i could i didn't no. feel right taking anything out no I think that's why he said it all was yeah. because it was all very meaningful and we're very grateful for everybody who a sent us something and b gave us genuine feedback on it because yeah. that meant a lot to us and hopefully everybody feels like they're as much a part of this as what we are because yeah. I've only been around for x amount of episodes but it feels like forever now at this point. Yeah. But uh you mentioned that we've forgotten something from the Team USA stuff. 
And I knew you did this on purpose. I did not do this on purpose. Because if you would have seen, I I handed you my phone and let you look at the pictures. Yes, that is true. So I, you that missed you, it too. You cropped him out of the picture. Uh, yeah, I cropped him out of it. But my boy, reigning, defending, three-point champion Joe Harris is on the potential roster. And they're saying he's a lock to make the roster. Because if you remember the names that were on that list, there's not much three-point shooting. No. So the other thing we have to update is, unfortunately, Kyle Lowry will not be playing with the team either because his surgically repaired thumb is not able to stand the test of intergalactic international play. They're playing in space now? <laughs> yes. I would be pretty cool. I mean, the Monstars, I feel like, are a tough beat, but obviously if you got Mike come back and play and then Bugs, you know, you might be good. Maybe. But – uh Shout out to De'Aaron Fox and Joe Harris because they were originally on that select team. And then they got promoted up to the regular team. And both of them are supposed to be locks to make the team. De'Aaron Fox is kind of a lock because of the Lowry situation. Um, but also shout out to Bagley and Derek White, who were just recently promoted last Friday to potential being on the main roster after that scrimmage. But Bagley already got cut. <laughs> Derek White's got a big forehead, too, by the way. Dude, he's played really well. His forehead is about as big as his game court currently. <laughs> I think it also has something to do with the fact that Popovich is the coach. Yeah. But, man, he's looked phenomenal in there. So, hopefully Smart will be able to come back from his left calf injury. We didn't mention that either. I, I think he should be fine. Um, but it's a 12-man final roster. There was 17 people involved with it. Take Lowry out of there. That makes it 16. Marvin Bagley got cut. That makes it 15. I forgot to mention this earlier. Thad Young and Bam Adebayo were cut as well, too. There you go. After that scrimmage, which was exactly like we had called it. So, yeah, we'll see what ends up happening. Tournament begins August 31st for us. We start September 1st. So, did, are you panicking a little bit after that story that came out today about them losing? Man, I've heard they've been beaten multiple times in practice. The weird thing to me was it said 36-17 yeah. or 36-19. I forget which one it was. 36-17. I got it open right here. Yeah. What kind of games do you play that are 36-17, though? It, sounds to, me like, it sounds to me just like a 10-minute run, running clock quarter or maybe just a 10-minute quarter or something. Now, anytime you get beat by more points than what you score, that's not a good sign. Yeah. It's, I mean, the thing is, is like I recognize a lot of these names just because they were pretty good college players. Justin Anderson, Chris Chioza, Scotty Hobson, right. uh, John Jenkins, uh, Shinanu Onwaku. Your boy. Uh, Travis Wait. Trice and Travis Ware. The thing about it is that was kind of a misleading photo. So that is showing some of the names that are lesser-known names on there, but that's not the full select team. So we mentioned some of those guys who are on there. There is a lot better players. No offense to those guys. Those guys are phenomenal players. But there's a lot better players on that team as well, too. So Is that the team that Bagley and? Yeah, okay. Trey Young, a lot of other So guys why would they have list. this roster as that? Because it just makes it look juicier. To say that they lost to them, they are on that selecting, but those are not the guys who they lost to. Those are guys just participating. But, so, I mean, does that make you worried that they're losing these games? Do you, is it? Are you going back to – the old dream team thing where it was like, well, the dream team lost to that college team that had college players on it with like Grant Hill and all that. And apparently that was the only game they ever lost. 
Yeah. And it, you think it's something like that, or do you think it's, man, this team's really just not that good? I think it's two things. I think, first of all, we had 15 players pull out, right? So as far as am I confident that we will get – it's not a gold medal because it's the World Cup championship. Am I confident that we'll get first place? No, not so much. Do I think we'll have a chance? Yes. I think the favorite is actually Serbia, which is okay. kind of surprising for the past years. But I look back to the year that we ended up coming in sixth. I think it was 2004 or 2006, somewhere in there. But we finished in sixth. So as far as worried, that might be an overstatement because the World Cup championship doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything. a ton. Yeah, I, I still want to win. It is yeah. meaningful to me. But um, next year's Olympic team is what I'm really worried about. Who will play on that? How we will look as far as a final roster? The thing that I like is Jerry Colangelo is still running the roster, and yeah. obviously he communicates with Popovich on it. But he mentioned this might be like no set age, but kind of a thought is in a 23 and under roster in the future to see who could potentially make the Olympic team. So it gives those players good marketing, good exposure. So let's let's play, okay, you're picking the team for next year. Right. Who off this team right now would you want to be on the Olympic team next year? Not many. Like, I can't – I think, to be honest, from the way that – and I know you're going to dig this, but Spider Mitchell, from what I've heard, has been playing phenomenal. From the yeah. games I've seen, he's and just kind of I've, I've been reading all. the same stuff. They said yeah. that he's looked the most impressive out of anybody that's – like, he's playing because he, like, really wants to be on this team. But it also like, says what I told you about is he's playing a little bit of point guard. And yeah. so I think that's going to add value to his overall game. And in this case, I think he can be a good point guard. Yeah. He's got to keep his turnovers down. I saw him make a couple of bad turnovers sure. in the in the scrimmage. But De'Aaron Fox played better than what I expected. Defensively, that dude is quick. Yeah. But I, I can't name a single one of these guys that I would say is a lock for next year's Olympic You wouldn't team. keep Kimba? I'm saying I, I don't think he's a lock for next year's team. I think Dame Lillard is better than Kemba. Yeah. I think Westbrook is better than Kemba. I think Kyrie is better than Kemba. So Steph Curry is better than Kemba. Yeah, I guess it's kind of hard to say who would you want because we don't know which people are going to come out. Right. So I guess it is kind of tough to project for the next season because it's like, okay, yeah, I would say, yeah, this guy could stay, but what happens if – Kevin Durant says, okay, I want to play. This may be the first time I play again. The surprising thing that also matters is what other countries are doing and how we match up with them. So it used to be we would just – everybody would try to match up with us. Now teams realize they've got to play their system and they can't play the way Team USA plays. So you've got to actually have a roster. And that's why, like, Plumlee's on the roster and Lopez is on the roster and uh, even Thad Young was potentially on the roster previously because you've got to match what these overseas are do teams are doing. So you've got France, who's got a big front line. You've got Spain, who's got a big front line. You've got Serbia, who are just freak. Who's Ibaka playing for this year? Spain, I believe. Because he's played for France and Spain, right? Um, I'm not positive about that. I think he's only played for Spain, but he's originally from... The Congo. Yeah. But he's got dual citizenship. Yeah. So I'm not even sure if he's playing, but... I know Gobert's playing for France, and I'm guessing Batum's playing for France as well, too. I saw Giannis is playing for Greece. Um, I saw, actually, the other guy who had a really good game the other day was Rui Hachimura for okay. Japan. Nice. So he looked really, really good.
But, yeah, it'll be a fun tournament to watch. I love these tournaments. So do I. That's always one of my favorite times. Interesting stylistic matchups, and you see a lot of guys that you don't hear of on the professional level that are phenomenal players. Yeah. Argentina will be okay. I mean, there's a lot of good teams around the world. I Canada told you, man. Be what okay. was it? The last one was, what, 2016 was the last uh, Summer Olympics? Yes. That was the one that was like Ginobili and them's last run. Right. And Bocione, I was like, yeah, I was like, man, that Scola. was that would hurt almost, man. Yeah. It was like, man, because we've seen this team like, even though they beat us, it was just like, and it's been fun to watch this team play together. They play good basketball. Yeah, very fun to watch. Compazzo is the point guard on that team. I really like him. They just have a really, really good team. Yeah. So there was a a story that came out what yesterday or maybe today about Jay Z signing something with the NFL. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it's been in talks for the last couple of days, but the official signing of the contract was today, I guess, when the press came out about it. So what exactly did it in, encompass whenever he signed with them? So there's, first of all, I'll give the backstory. It's NFL is going to partner with Rock Nation. Rock Nation is Jay-Z's company, and they're partnering on a music and entertainment partnership. Um, Rock Nation will advise, basically, what the NFL does. They'll consult and collaborate on the production, promotion, and marketing of live music events, potentially produce Pro Bowl community concert, artist podcasts, and a live visual album. And they'll help amplify, this was the funniest one to me, they'll help amplify the NFL's Inspire Change program. <laughs> okay. So here's, here's my biggest thing with it. Right. So, I know I said I really wasn't going to speak on this too much on the, but why is this okay? But when all the controversy with with everything last year and people telling Travis Scott he needed to pull out of the Super Bowl halftime thing, right? Why is that? Why is it okay for this to happen, but it was not okay for Travis Scott to do the halftime show? Well, the reason why people are saying that nobody should partner with the NFL is the whole Kaepernick situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's let's be 100% honest with it. And the reality is that you can have a partnership with them and do good things and not be supporting of what their viewpoints are. But to me, that's exactly what Travis Scott was trying to do. Yeah. Travis Scott was doing the exact same thing. He's trying to make money with maybe it's his own way. But to me, there's no difference in what both of these are trying to do. Well, we so, talked about before. Remember, they don't get paid to do those halftime of the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, but they get paid. They don't oh, get paid, but they do. Because right. your face is – that's the most watched sporting event in the United States. You couldn't pay enough money to get that marketing deal. Like that no. is – like you said, everybody is talking about I mean, just think about, about it. it. A commercial costs a million dollars. and it's No, it was a lot more than that. Or used, we that over. was what they used to say. That's right. Yeah, it was like 17 years ago. It was a million dollars for 30 seconds. Now it's like 7.8 or something like that. So, yeah, you, you couldn't imagine getting that marketing deal. Right. But to me, I, like – one, I've never been a Jay-Z fan anyway. I've always respected him as a businessman because I felt like he always made great business decisions. Right. But to me, this is kind of a... I wouldn't say he's a businessman. I would say he's a business man. I knew that that was going to come into yeah. this at some point. Well, if you know Jay-Z, then that you know what so I'm referencing. Bad. That was so bad. Well, But I, I just don't understand how this is okay, but Travis Scott doing the Super Bowl thing was not. 
I, I don't yeah. like. But that's to me, you. both of them should be fine, and both of them should say nothing. Or is this something that's like, well, maybe we took steps with Travis Scott doing the halftime show, and maybe we're finally getting the NFL to come around to see more of our – but no, it seems like the stuff with Kaepernick is still being talked about in a negative way. Surprisingly enough, I'm in agreement with you. I think both of them are okay. I think both of them should do what is best for them, and I think both of them are trying to do something that is yeah. good for everybody and – interrace relations in yeah. general um, the thing that I think you're missing is there's actually a lot of bad feedback about it that being as though it just kind of main story broke today there's a lot of people that are very frustrated with it um, with that being said I think it'll be a good thing overall I think Jay-Z is going to do a good job of advising them on certain things but I will say for the NFL I think this is a good move um, I think they're using this, sadly enough, as more so as a cover-up to, you know, the whole kneeling thing hurt them badly financially. And even though I have nothing, <laughs> I, I say that's a platform that people should use. We talked about Chris Jackson and Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf yeah. the other day. You know, if you got a platform, you should take advantage of it. With that being said, man, that, that supposedly hurt their business. So they're scrambling to figure out what they can do to fix that. I think that's the sad thing about this is they're using this as something to fix that when really I think it's just a good business decision in when general. They're like, oh, hey, look, you know how we were talking about, about this? Well, look, we signed yeah. Rock Nation. Yeah. That's bogus to me. I'm still going to watch right. the NFL. Like, I've still watched the NFL the entire time. Correct. Even though I disagreed with their stance on it, but fly like, Eagles fly. No. But I don't know. That's it to me it was kind of like I don't know how to put it, but it was kinda of off putting, I guess you could say. Do you want to know the part that I think you'll enjoy? What's that? Guess who introduced Roger Goodell and Jay Z? My guess is uh There's a reason why Robert, I'm asking you Robert this. Kraft, because Robert Kraft is pretty good friends with Meek Mill and Meek Mill just signed with Rock Nation. Robert Kraft is actually on a board of a company that is a charity company of Jay-Z. I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but correct. Your boy, Bobby Kraft. Yeah. Old beat the case, Bobby Kraft. <laughs> Shout I mean, out to if a former you, power move. Like, have you ever seen the video? It's They always use it with, like, a meme, and it's, like, Gucci Mane, Meek Mill, and Robert Kraft. No. And, like, Gucci Mane are standing on both, and, and Meek Mill are standing in front of him, but, like, to the sides of him. Yeah. And Robert Kraft's just, like, staring at him. And it's, like, when the... When it's almost, or when the bar closes at four, but your friends are talking about what they're doing after, and he just like looks like what, like no, I'm ready to go home. Yeah, <laughs> like, I forget what it was. Somebody gave him a nice chain. And, I uh, think it was Meek, okay. because Meek Mill he put in a lot of good stuff for him to help him beat that case. Yeah, Robert Kraft has a lot of pool in a lot of areas. That's obviously he has a lot of money, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a, he's really good friends with Meek Mill. Yeah, yeah, he seems like a pretty good dude. So. You, I, I know you got a, a big UFC fight coming up, so I'm sure you want to talk about that. Actually, three of them. So UFC 241 is maybe the fight card that I've been most looking forward to this entire year, and it's really all about three fights. I, I typically like some of the undercard fights that are smaller name stuff, Yeah. but this is top-heavy. And so the top three fights, it's going to start off with Yoel Romero versus Paulo Costa, so this is kind of one of those fights that's the passing of the guard. This is older fighter in Yoel Romero, guy who's fought for the title twice with Robert Whitaker and lost two extremely close decisions to him um, versus a up-and-comer, Paulo Costa. 
if you get a chance to check out, these are the two of the most jacked dudes in the UFC currently. They fight at 185, middleweight, okay. potential. You know, you've got Robert Whitaker versus Israel Adesanya coming up for the to unify that title. Whoever wins this fight could be a potential fighter against the winner of that fight in the future. So it's setting up a lot of good things in the future of the middleweight division. My personal favorite fight on this card, and I think a lot of people's personal favorite, Anthony Pettis versus Nate Diaz. So a lot of people will remember Anthony Pettis from the Wheaties box. He was a guy who ran off the side of the cage, kicked Benson Henderson in the face, knockout, probably the most famous knockout in UFC history. Nate Diaz is Nate Diaz. In my opinion, yeah. anybody who's ever heard of MMA knows who Nate Diaz is, right? Uh, recently most notorious for beating the Conor notorious. Yeah. And uh, hasn't fought for, He's I beat think, him twice, hasn't he? Well, he lost to him once, but some would say he beat him twice. Yeah. Second one didn't go his way as far as decision, but he, he finished the fight in the first one and won the first one with no questions asked. Uh, he hasn't fought since then, so I think that's like three years. Oh, God. Yeah. He's been holding out. He do gets paid, um, but he's been talking about coming back. He had a fight lined up. Dustin Poirier ended up getting hurt. I think there might have been more to that story. Um, but, yeah, this should be a fun one. Pettis is going up a weight class. You know, he was at 155. He has fought some fights recently at 170. But this will be at the welterweight limit of 170 pounds. Both of them have good jiu-jitsu on the ground. Pettis is more known for his kicks. Diaz is more known for his boxing, durability, and cardio. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Pettis is the favorite in that fight. I say play the underdog. And uh, if you're placing bets on it, go ahead and take Diaz. A lot of people believe in what they call ring rust. And uh, when you haven't been in there, it takes a while to get back in there. I mean, I feel like that's something in, a, in every sport. I mean, you, yeah. can, you can train and train and train all you want, but you're not – like they, they call it basketball shape or football shape. You're not ready for that yet because not only are you running – and you're like, but you're taking the beating as well. Yeah. This, I think, is different, though, because ring rust is more alluding to your timing than your cardio. And Diaz is an ultra-marathon runner and all this triathlon guy. And so his cardio, you know, is going to be good. And he's just got the heart of a warrior. So I think his skills are good. I don't think they're elite. I think his durability is phenomenal. I don't think Pettis has enough to put him out. I don't think he's going to submit him. So, therefore, I've got it going to decision, and I've got Diaz winning the decision in that one. And then that's the co-main event. The main event of the evening is one of my favorite fighters of all time, Daniel Cormier, defending his heavyweight championship against Stipe Miocic, who he fought last. Stipe is actually a Cleveland guy, so it was funny because when he won his title – that was before the Cavs had won their title. And so he was the guy who was kind of the first one to have a Cleveland championship in whatever the drought was. What was it, 40-some-odd years? 77, I think, was the last time they had won a title. <laughs> yeah. Or it might have been more. No, it was more than that because the Warriors hadn't won once in 77. Okay. And then they won it, yeah. So. If I remember, I thought it said 40-something, but I could have been wrong. It was just a lot no, of years. it was 60-something years. 60-something? Yeah. I can't remember when exactly. Maybe it was in the 40s or something. I don't know. But Stipe and, and Cormier will kind of be a fight to see who the best um, heavyweight fighter of all time will be in the UFC. Even though um, Cormier has fought most of his fights at 205 previously before he came wow, to so the— Wow, you're, so you're saying that this fight— could make this is a legacy fight wow yeah stipe has the most title defenses 
in the UFC at, I think, four. And uh, Cormier just beat him last time. And Cormier had always wanted to go up to 265, but his training partner, Cain Velasquez, was there. And so Cormier stayed at 205. Only discrepancies on that title defense were to John Jones, which, you know, there was more that came out about that as well after. So, yeah. yeah. Needless to say, I'm hoping what happens is I'm hoping Cormier wins this fight, even though I love Stipe to death. Both these guys are great fighters. I'm hoping that the next fight will be John Bones Jones versus Daniel Cormier at 265. And I'm hoping that Daniel Cormier gives him the business. So, be a fun one to watch. I think that's this Saturday. ESPN Plus, you can watch the prelims, and then obviously you got to pay for pay-per-view. Yeah. Or if you know people who know people who know people. Yeah. You've got other routes to go. Sorry, bro. I'll be gang-ganging it with Theo Vaughn this Saturday. Which is good. The last thing for you on that fight is it's very interesting because most of the time in these weight divisions, they get all the way up to the maximum weight, right? Yeah. In this, a title defense, you'd have to be at 265 or under. So technically 264.9 pounds, right? Both of these guys are probably coming about 240 to 250 range. So to me, it shows you speed is a killer type of deal and uh, should be a very interesting fight. Yeah. So I guess it, I guess it moves me. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to call it before we do it, but I don't know if we're going to make our two hours like we have the past couple. But I guess it moves us to our power moves, man. Yeah. That's okay not making the two hours, too. Yeah. I think it's been a good episode overall. Hopefully everybody enjoys it. And uh, my intro was not as long as usual, so yeah. I attribute it to that. So you want me to go first with my power move or you want to go first? I think – how many do you got this week? I just got one. Go for it. So mine, uh, I told you, mine's going to be a little wholesome. It's going to be a shout-out um, and really just being appreciative of two people. Mm. Uh, one being uh, one of my brothers, and again, this doesn't slight all of my other brothers because I am one of eight, like most people know. So your power move just became your beef. No, <laughs> and uh, my uncle. So uh, recently we are moving different homeowners insurance. Yeah. And there was some stuff we needed to do around the house. And there's two people, my uncle, my uncle Bob and my brother Ryan, that we would not have been able to do the stuff on our house without both of them. Yeah. So my power move is both of them because without either one of them, we would not have been able to do what we did. And I'm sure neither one of them would really want credit or would consider that a power move. But to me, that was a power move to show up at a house that's not theirs yeah. and to do as much as they did. It made a drastic difference. Hard work, too. You were oh, telling me about yeah. that. Hanging gutters, chopping down trees. Ryan did pretty much the gutters by himself except for one part. Yeah. And... You were cheering them on like, Hercules, Hercules, Oh, dude, it's so high up there. I got up on the roof, and I was just like, nah. (laughs) And I literally turned back around and and walked back down. I was like, I can't do it. Yeah. I I just can't do it. Yeah, we used to have a house in Jeffersonville, Indiana, when I first moved here, and there was a deck back behind it. And we'd sit up there, and I'd be good, but not very enjoyable if you don't have a deck. (laughs) Well, yeah, and our roof is another 25 feet above our deck, and our deck is – like it's probably, uh, I think you twenty five foot. You might be a little off there. Maybe, maybe probably about fifteen feet. Yeah, it's a tall house. Yeah, it's. I'd say it's probably to the top about, of the roof. Maybe I'd say it's 15, probably yeah. yeah, from the ground. You think? No, no, no. From your deck to yeah. the peak of the roof. Well, that's where you're doing the gutters at. No, the 
gutters are on the edge of the roof. The peak is so our roof. I mean, you you can see because I'm saying it to you. Right. The front of our house, like it goes up. Right. And the peak, it just flattens out and goes to the back. Ah, I didn't. Yeah. Know that. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the front of our house looks really small, and then you turn, you come around to the back, and like, because that's why I started to go up there, yeah, and you I was got like, a flat roof, bro. You're good on it. No, it's not because here's the thing, dude. It's a little upslope. It's it's upslope to get to it. Right. But there's no shade at all, as well. So like he dude, he looked like he'd been jumping rope in an attic for like three hours. Oh man. He was sweating so bad. Right. And like I don't know, you had to paint the you had to paint the the wood that it was going that the gutters were going into. It was it was a lot of stuff, man. He did a lot. Yeah. And then my uncle so our driveway has like I guess they're called retaining walls. Yeah, a big stone wall. Yeah, and it had so much overgrown ivy, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, I think it was a Friday or Saturday. I don't. I, Is it poison I, ivy? No, it's just ivy. Like what it has at Wrigley Field on the wall. Yeah, it looks exactly like that. I'm highly allergic to poison ivy, so I got to stay away from it. So, I I get home or something one day, and I look, and almost the entire driveway. Like that wall is almost all gone. The ivy is. Yeah. And you can see the wall for the first time I've ever seen it. Yeah, it looked good. You showed it to me. Oh yeah, it's it a looks cool wall. So good, man. Yeah. So like they they both helped so much. And then this past Saturday we, uh, my dad had had a tree cut down. I guess it was almost two years ago, and it had sat there for a while. And my brother and I cut cut it up with the chainsaws, and then me and my brother and my uncle threw them on the back of the truck. My uncle's not a spring chicken. He's not young. Yeah. By any means. But it didn't matter. Like, you know, he was in there helping, and Ryan, Ryan did so much. And again, I'm not slighting any of my brothers who are doing, but I'm, I'm just shouting those two guys out because they helped immensely in the past couple of weeks. Shout out Uncle Bob and Big Ryan. Yeah, that's good work. Mine is also a feel-good story. Mine, a lot of people have seen it recently, but it's with the Cleveland Browns and Damon Sheehy Giuseppe um, slept outside of training camp. Yeah convinced them to give him a chance to come in and practice with them. Didn't even play high school football. Um, originally wanted to play college basketball with his brother at Mesa Community College in Arizona, but he got caught or got cut, not caught. I don't know what he got caught doing. He got caught getting yeah. cut, I think. Yeah. Uh, started running track at that point. Had a horrific car accident. Mm. Um, that derailed his college career at that point. So homeless living on the street, trying to get in to the Cleveland Browns facility, then returns a punt for a touchdown. Well, you know what was an even cooler story? What? So did you hear where he got his shoes? No. So obviously being homeless or sleeping outside, you're not going to have yeah. your shoes. Well, typically not. You're not going to have cleats, Right. I should say. He had shoes. So he runs that punt back. Well, before the game, he's sitting there and – you know, Odo Beckham's not going to play in the game. Right. But he's going to go out there and warm up, you know, get some reps in and warm-ups and stuff. So Odell sees him kind of like looking around and stuff, and he's like, what's going on? He's like, I don't have any cleats. And he was like, took them off his own feet, threw them to him. He goes, there you go, brother. I already broke them in. Yeah. Gave him cleats off of his feet, and then he ran that punt back to you. Like, dude, that's a magical, like, day. Because one, they might on, bring back on. the slogan with Mike and say it must have been the shoes. Yeah, it's got to be the shoes. Yeah. But I, I thought that was because that guy gets slighted on all the time. Odell Beckham does. Yeah. Just oh, he doesn't really care. He's kind of a jerk. All this stuff I've seen since he's been in Cleveland has all been. It was New York the entire time, pretty much. It's just New York media blowing things up. Well, it's New York. You got yeah. a lot of opportunity to do a lot of not good things. 
Well, I mean, I saw a video the other day of him when he was walking in training camp. He was coming out of the locker room. There was a little kid, and he, like, gave him a high five, and like a, a special high five and all that stuff. And yeah, then, probably did a dance routine. Yeah, something like that. And then he, you hear the story about him giving that guy those shoes. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. I think it's just like you just said. It's the New York media blowing things up because it's in New York. Yeah. It's an interesting situation, but shout-out to Damon Sheehy Giuseppe. Yeah, that was an awesome story when I saw that first time. Great story, too. And I'm hoping they're saying he's probably not got great chances to make the 53-man roster. If he, make, dude, if he makes that practice squad, he's going to be making a lot more money when he's doing sleeping outside. Yeah, which I'm not even positive. You know, I don't want to take away from the story. I, I don't know if he's actually homeless, homeless yeah. or if he actually just came and didn't have enough money to get, like, a hotel, and so he wanted this opportunity, and that's how much he wanted the opportunity. Yeah. But either way – yeah, whether he's on practice squad, whether he's on regular squad, I'm just hoping he makes the 53-man roster. Remember that uh, Dallas Cowboy reality show they had before with, who was it, Dwayne Harris? What was that called? Something the Cowboys, right? Yeah, it was. But that's what it kind of reminded me of, where it just gives an opportunity to people. You know, it also reminded me of something that you love, the best Disney movie no. of all so, time. How many beefs do you got? <laughs> well, now one. Um, <laughs> but my, my beef is actually an interesting one. So you got one? Yes. I'll tell you what, I'll do my first one, then you can do yours, and I'll do my last one. Hit me. All right, so my first one is going to be very surprising to you because of where it's at. LeBron James. No. Mm. Disney. Taco Tuesdays. Disney. Oh. College Game Day announced today or announced recently that they will be doing their week zero game, which is, you know, before because it's like the week before everybody really starts. Yeah. Their week zero college game day at Disney World. I'm confused where the beef is. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, I'm waiting. So the three games that will be featured on there, the main one being And second of all, why are you gonna call it week zero? Come hey. Come on, bro. Come up with because a better name. Because it's not week one for everybody Exactly. Else. Come up with a better name than week zero, you bummed. Okay. So, the, there's going to be two other games that are talked about, but the three games that are played, 3 p.m. is Samford and Youngstown State. Mm, 10.30 p.m. is Arizona and Hawaii. And then the one Ooh. that that would be the reason they're at Disney, yeah. other than it being ESPN and it's owned by Disney, but right. Florida plays uh, Miami at that the, at the Camping World Stadium, which is the same thing that I went to last year. Who you got in that one? Uh, Florida. Okay. I think Florida beats the brakes off of Miami. Yeah, that's probably a good pick. Uh, but here's where my beef is. I'll go ACC and go with Miami. So, cool, you're having college game day at Disney. That's cool. Right. But you're not allowing signs and you're not allowing flags. Mm. How that's are you gonna what have, makes college yeah, game day. Yeah, how are you going to have college game day without the two best things that it has? Can Lee Corso still do his mascot prediction? Is, what is he going to do, put on a stormtrooper head? Yeah, so, who, so Miami and Florida. Florida. Yeah. So what would he do? I mean, it'd be a gator the or – chain? Or, no, know. he'd have to have the chain, bro. You think he's going to pick Miami? No, I'm just saying if, if it's Miami, you got to go with the but chain. But you got to have the gator head for Florida. Probably. Yeah. But that's the thing, though, man. Like, there's a streak. I don't know if you know about the streak that's going on with college game day. If no. You, so – I'm not much of a streaker myself. So there's a streak going on. Because I, I, when I went to the one in Louisville, I had no idea why this flag was there. I was like, why is this flag here? Yeah. And I looked up. There's a story about it. So Washington State, they've had decent seasons every once in a while. Yeah. They had a really good quarterback uh, they, last couple of years. Yeah, they had a good season last year. They yes. thought they were going to college game day. They've never had college game day in their school's career. 
that's not school's shocking. history. Yeah, U of L was that their first? Yeah. So I mean, think about it. Yeah. So I there guess was it a, does show that trash schools can get. You know. No, because you have never had one. Well, okay, that's fair. When so, we win more than two wins in a game, maybe we'll in a season so we'll get. Washington, it. There's a Washington State fan. Yeah. Don't know who it was that started this or when it started. Yeah. That there's a Washington State flag. The team, Washington State, not the state flag of Washington, that's on two gigantic poles. So it sits up about probably about as high as my house, what yeah. we were just talking about. Yeah. So you can see it over everything. And they, <laughs> they ship this to every college game day. They ship it? They ship it to every college game day. Who picks it up and sets I it don't, up? They find someone in that city to do it. Right. Craigslist. Yeah. I don't Man, know how they do I it. But, looked. like, yeah, there's a story. And they told a story about it in college game day this year as well. Yeah. And – I was like, what? So how's that going to keep going? Yeah. You can't ruin that. Parking lot. I don't know, man. You're going to have to sneak it in. You're going to have to, what was it, keister it? You're going to have to keister yeah, it, Yeah, keister it, bro. You're gonna have to keister I was going to say, you are talking about streaking. Just send a streaker painted with it. Oh, gosh. No, I don't want to see that. No, we don't want to see it. But Unless that's... it's a cougar. Well, see what I did there because of the Washington yeah. State cougar? All right, go with your beef. Yeah. Well, but, We're, This could go off the rails really quick. No, my, my beef is also in college football, which is surprising to me because – You don't watch college football, really, outside of North Carolina. I watch North Carolina. I watch Penn State. I watch other college football. I'm much more of a fan of NFL, yeah. than, which is kind of the polar opposite on the basketball level for most people around here. But uh, my beef is going to be with Dartmouth football. I don't know if you read this great spread uh, by ESPN's own Hallie Grossman. Shout out to Hallie. You know anything about Hallie? I don't. Very beautiful young lady. That's actually why I wanted to bring up this article is because me and Hallie kind of have a little bit of a thing going on. I did see Hallie Berry's post, though. Yes, and that was very inappropriate, but very beautiful (laughs) middle-aged lady. She's trying to find the correct wording. But um, Dartmouth football is using robotic tackling dummies and virtual reality to improve their team. So Coach Buddy Teves has been there. This is his 14th season. I wanted to hate on him a lot more, but the last couple of years they've actually been doing a lot better. Ivy League is the division that they play in. I'm thinking this year the Penn Quakers are going to kick that tail. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you a question. So the robotic tackling dummies, I've seen those in the NFL. Yeah. So that, but the other virtual reality, no, not so much. Is this a way to keep your team healthy and still work on something or what? Yeah, the whole idea is the health of the team, and it's supposed to be an improved format of um, training. He, he has actually come out and said he wants elite-level coaches, Dabo Sweeney, yeah, um, so on and so forth, uh, Mac Brown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Larry Fedora previously, oh but now that's changed. Nick Saban is in that conversation. Yeah, he might be in that conversation, yeah. maybe. Bill Stoops. Who um, is Bill Stoops? Former Oklahoma. Had Bob Stoops? No. I thought his brother was Bill. Bob Stoops, there's Mark Stoops, and there's Mike Stoops. Bob. Shout out to Bob. I just said Bob Stoops, and you yeah, said you no. Yeah, you did. I thought it was Bill. But, you know, B and B, yeah. it works. But that's my beef. I, I don't think – I think if you want to play football, you're going to get a couple of injuries. And I don't think your team can really prepare for the season without having some physicality. There is a very intriguing conversation. I do hope that the Penn State Quakers kick that tail. Penn Quakers. Penn 
Quakers. You said Penn State. I did say Penn State. I yeah. apologize about that. But weird to me why you would use virtual reality. All right, so you ready for mine? Because mine's pretty serious. Oh, great. I'm yeah. I'm not real happy about this. Serious is not something I do well. It's not re- no. It's not like that. I'm just saying, like this is a really big beef of mine. I can see the anger. You're I'm pretty. I'm pretty pissed changed. about this. Yeah. So you're sports, turning a little bit red. Sports Illustrated, which has kind of gone downhill. Cancel the swimsuit edition. Did they really? No, I thought if they did, then yeah, they're gone. They gone. Because <laughs> there's no no one. There's no uh, way they're canceling that. All right. So Sports Illustrated has been releasing different things to get you ready for college football. Okay, you don't want me to interrupt this, right? You can interrupt me now. Just okay. don't interrupt me once I start getting to my uh, Stephen A. Smith would say soliloquy. Oh. Oh, yeah. Spell it. I, okay. IT. Not a boy. Uh, so, SI had a fellow write an article named Scooby Axon. Shout out to Scooby. Good name. Scooby Axon. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. His and mom loved him. We've had that conversation before. I'm guessing before. Scooby is just a nickname. I'm guessing. Mm. Maybe it's not. Ghost Rider. Dude. Yeah. So, they released, one of the things they released, it was like the greatest of this, the greatest of that. One of theirs was the greatest individual seasons in college football history. Uh-oh. I know where this is going. And they had 10, they had 10 on this list. Okay. Drop a couple. What, I'll, just, I'll just read them real quick. I won't okay. go into detail other than, other than the, the number one because – that one I don't feel like should go anywhere. Okay. I was very intrigued by the list, so I'm glad you're doing that. Herschel Walker, Georgia, 1981. So this 10. is all time. This is all time. Number nine, Johnny Manziel, Texas A&M, 2012. Wow. Number eight, Namagasu, Nebraska, 2009. Vince Young. Number seven, Ricky Williams, Texas, 1998. Mm. Number six, Sammy Baugh, TCU, 1936. Let me Num- be honest, never heard of him. Neither did I. Number five, Reggie Bush, USC, 2005. Okay. Number four, Steve McNair, Alcorn State, 1994. Number three, Marcus Allen, USC, 1981. Number two, Tim Tebow, Florida, 2007. Timmy. Number one, Barry Sanders, Oklahoma State, 1988. You notice any any glaring difference or glaring, uh, like, something that's not on there? Or a person that's not on there? Maybe a season? I think you want me to say Lamar Jackson. That's because that's what you should say. Mm. So you may say, okay, well, here's, here, I'll go ahead and say this. Number one yeah. is, is absolutely safe. That well, season, have you ever seen? Think about putting him top five. Uh, he's going number two. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. So number one is Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders' season in 1988, he had 2,628 rushing yards and 37 rushing touchdowns. Not touching that one. That's pretty good. Not touching that one. Like, yeah, that's. He capped it off. Well, he did uh, touch it. He touched it a lot, and he yeah. touched it down, bro. He capped off the season with a 222-yard, five-touchdown performance in the Holiday Bowl and didn't even play in the fourth quarter of the game. Five touchdowns in three quarters. That's nuts. Yeah. Is he playing defense, too? <laughs> yeah. So, I had this debate with John last night. I said, mm-hmm. hey, did you all see this? Yeah. John's a big Florida fan. Let me preface this yes. with I'm a huge Tim Tebow fan. Mm-hmm. I love Tim Tebow. Yeah. There's no reason that two through ten should be in front of Lamar Jackson. Two? Two through ten should not be. John thought I was nuts. Okay. I just want to make sure that was clear. But you wore your orange and blue in support of John today, so I appreciate that. No, John's – no. It says fat boys on it. Yeah, that's orange and blue. So, just to bring up 
Lamar Jackson stats. Because, and here's the thing. Yes. There's different things that would go into this. Did Tim Tebow play a better schedule? Yes. Mm. But look at the players that Tim Tebow played with. That's also yeah. something that needs to go into this. Because if you look at the team that Lamar had, look at the season after, after he won the Heisman. He had better stats, but the team was terrible. Because, one, uh, Jair Alexander got hurt on the defense. Our defense was atrocious. Yeah. We got torched by everybody. He was, he was winning games by himself. Yeah, you needed my buddy Brandon Dunn in there. Yeah. And then you look at last season. We go 2-10, and 10 and we give up 55 points on the most, the most times in NCAA history, Division I history. <laughs> That's not a fake fact either. We gave up 50 or more points in more games than anyone ever has. In, Hashtag in, real in, news. So, you took that. You take him off that team that shows you how bad that team was. Did, yeah. did the team quit some? Yes, but, dude, he masked a lot of what we had. Yeah. So, that 2016 season, which is the year he won the Heisman. Okay. Lamar Jackson threw for 3,543 yards and 30 touchdowns while also rushing for 1,571 yards and 21 more touchdowns. Yeah, 51 total touchdowns. 51 total touchdowns. So you look at Tim Tebow, threw for 32 touchdowns, threw for 3,286 yards. Yeah, how many touchdowns did he run for? He ran for 23, but he only ran for 895 yards. So Lamar had seven, 700 more yards rushing. Yeah. Again, I'm giving um, – Conceding the schedule part, that is fine. Yeah. We did play the eventual runner-up. We did torch a Florida State team that was ranked number two at the time, but that we all know that that Florida State team was not Florida State of the past. I'm conceding that part of it. But well, you part- found that out after that game and later on in the season, yeah. right? You didn't find that out before. What yeah. was that, though, the second game, third game of the season? Uh, I think it was the third game of the season. Yeah. Third or fourth game of the season. Yeah. So, Okay. But you also think of some of the guys that Tim Tebow played with on that team. Right. One, I'll go ahead and get it out of the way. Aaron Hernandez was on his team. Mm. Uh, the guy that played for the Allegedly. Vikings, Percy Harvin, was on those teams. Percy. Like, he had a lot of big weapons that, that he played with. Percy still playing? I don't think so. He's at Seattle, right? He was, he's been a lot of Minnesota, Seattle. I know he's one of John's favorite players, too. And John yeah. wouldn't know that stuff more than we would. Yeah. Um, but – I had this argument with John last night, and we went back and forth. Back, it wasn't really an argument; it was more of a debate. Right. But it was we went back and forth in the in the group text. So I'm I'm sure he knows this is going to be on here. What was Tony's opinion? Was Tony in it? Tony, it's weird, man. Tony only picks. It's I guess I won't say Tony. We all three really only when two of us are debating something, right. the other one only throws in just a little bit. That we kind of just let the two go at it. Yeah, drop unless some, it's something like Tony saying that Draymond Green's a Hall of Famer. Right. You might throw some facts in there, but yeah. you're not really giving your opinion. Like Tony at one point said, "Well, we all know that the team quit on Petrino last year, so we can't really use that as something." So he kind of was playing devil's advocate for for John on that one. Yeah. And. But most of the time when two people are debating in there, unless it's something like Maybe atrocious. It was there last year. I'm confused how that. Well, no, because I said that the, the team last year should show you how much Lamar masked. Mm, I see what you're saying. But usually when it's two of us debating, one of, the other one just normally lets it go, unless it's something like what I said with Tony. Right. Same when Draymond Green was a Hall of Famer, and then we both just laugh at him. Uh, He's laughing at you now with that contract. <laughs> he can laugh all he wants to. I mean, every – Everybody's getting contracts like that. A lot of O's. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, so, 
It's a good beef. The, the part that I'll disagree with you on is you can't – I don't think the – Well, let uh, me ask you this before you – would you at least put him on that list? I would, but okay. I, I wouldn't have him in the top five. That's okay. why my question was asking. But I, I, I think part of that is the recency bias because it's like I said, the dude from 1931 or whatever. I know 1936, was, yeah. 1936, so I got no clue where to put him at. I'll be honest, I didn't even uh, – McNair at Alcorn State. McNair's stats were like ungodly, but he was like yeah, he was the only State. yeah. So I don't even know. Well, what's crazy is I'm not going to argue this one. Yeah. But like, if you're going to throw Namagasu on there, yeah. Where's Elvis Dumerville? Elvis Dumerville had eight more sacks than Namagasu did, and he had like what about ten Desmond less tackles. That's what I'm saying. I feel like there's a lot of players that could have been on there over Namagasu, or maybe more defenders. Like there was a, there's been some elite That's defenders. That's got to be right? one of the toughest lists like, to ever make. Tyron uh, Matthew at LSU. Yeah. You remember how dominant that dude was? Yeah. There's been plenty of defenders to me that should have been on that list maybe before he was. Yeah. That's a tough list. That's why I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, thank goodness we don't. I, I don't dude, have I, to do that. I, I was looking at a couple of their lists. There was another one. It was like the greatest programs in college football history, and Oklahoma was 10. I know this is a tough question. You probably don't know this. Would, would this – does this guy have an alma mater? I don't know. Has to, right? I, so, I would guess. Yeah. I, I mean, I would guess. And here's the thing, man. Like, a lot of those guys I didn't really have a problem with. Like I said, that Barry Sanders one, I don't think anyone's ever going to touch that season. Yeah. What he did in that season was, oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. But so, it's like, to me – I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like he should be too. Maybe it's a, a biased thing. That if I'm called that, that's fine. Because I've been, I've been said I was biased with it before when I said that I think he's the greatest football, the greatest college football player that's ever played. Yeah. I mean, just what he did with the teams that was around him, against the teams that he did it against was phenomenal. I see where your argument is coming from. I do think there is a little bit of fanship involved with it. I do think he potentially is up there on the list of top ten. Did John say he thought he was on the list? He just wasn't number two? Uh, he said that he thought that there was more of an argument for Manziel coming off the list than Tebow. And and that's the thing. I didn't think yeah. Tebow should come off the list. I just think Lamar should be in front of him. Right. And he said, I think you have more of an he, argument for Manziel. He never – I never really asked him. Yeah. I never – so, I like, that wasn't so a question that – when you're debating that, uh, whether two are on the list, yeah. that's a big difference. Yeah. I, he, I mean, judging by him saying the Manziel thing, I would think that he does. Yeah. Because it's, he was like – then he tried to use the poll thing against me. He's like, your fans don't even think he's the best quarterback to play at Louisville. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not right. Because they he won both polls. It just was a lot closer than I thought it should be. Yeah. Like, I love Teddy, and I, I will always love Teddy. Teddy. What Teddy did for this football program was phenomenal, but it doesn't touch what Lamar did in that 2016 season. Which, speaking about that, we've got upcoming preview of some fantasy football stuff. Yeah. A Teddy, not anything to do with fantasy football, but Teddy might get a couple looks this year. It's just going to suck because he's going to be behind Breeze. Yeah, but Breeze's numbers went way down drastically last year. I don't think he's going to get pulled. I just think it's a sign of times to come that it's going to be Teddy's chance. So I think Teddy might have made the right play, and they're paying him enough to where they might give him a chance. Maybe so. I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't heard draft Zion him. Williamson might play tight end. <laughs> no? So, I mean, I think that's all, that's all I got. I mean, I'm finally uh... – you know, kind of winding down on I that. Can tell. But, yeah, you got I was, steam coming out of yours. I was pretty pissed when I saw that and he wasn't on that list. I think we need to tell the listeners that you have decided to hold off. Oh yes, I forgot. I forgot about that. So uh, they the, original, to the, the original agreement was me cutting my hair Friday. Right. 
I mean, you can see it's getting pretty long. It's curling over your hat. Is that yeah. a natural curl or is that no, a I use curl? No, I use a curling iron. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's a natural curl. Well, I didn't know if there was, like, stuff involved Who's, in it. Who's your shirt there? Indiana Wesleyan. Yes. Big Indiana Wesleyan guy. Huge. Nice. Um, I didn't even know that was a school. I borrowed this shirt from Mac Bruton one time and decided to not give it back. Ooh. So now it's on record. Um, so I think I, I'm out of the statute of limitations. So I don't is think. There a, is that a thing? Statute of limitations with stealing shirts? Theft of a T-shirt? Yeah. Probably. Uh, we'll Google that. Yeah. If not, we might have to edit this. So if this doesn't what make it. was a question, though? What did you just ask me, though? Is oh, no, 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 no. So yeah. that's what it was. It wasn't a question. It was a statement. Jerry Curl. So uh, the original agreement was that I was going to cut my hair the day before going to see Theo Vaughn. Yeah. But I well, don't. Well, we didn't know that because we didn't know how long it was going to take. Once yeah. I laid the smack down on well, you once, and just Once you won, I said, up. hey, I'll grow it another month. And right. then I said, I tell you what, I'll wait until August the 16th. Because it's the day before I'm seeing Theo Vaughn. Right. I would like to have a mullet to see Theo Vaughn. Well, I don't think it's long enough. Yeah. So. You know what I think you should I'm do? I'm going to grow it for the foreseeable future. I think you should cut it into a mullet to go see Theo Vaughn, grow it out one more month, and then cut it into a mullet again for that next month just to have a proud mullet. No, that's two months. I'm not doing that. Well, I can tell you want a mullet a little bit. I don't want a mullet. Like, there's, like... I wanted a mullet for Theo Vaughn. Now that I'm not going to have for Theo Vaughn, I'm kind of less enthusiastic about it. My question is, if you got a mullet and that would make me put Lamar Jackson on the top ten list of seasons... You should already, you already have him in the top ten, so... Not currently. You just said you would have him in the top ten. You wouldn't have him top five. Well, I changed my mind, and he's <laughs> all in that door peeking See in. See you over like, paying yeah. for votes. I hear you. Yeah. No, not okay. going to happen. That's worth a try. Facial hair? Still not going to happen. Other Facial hair? hair? Chest hair? No. Would you get the beef beef logo I don't on know your anyone chest that's, hair? I don't know Dude. anyone. Why don't you get it in yours? I don't have enough chest hair. No, I've got nipple hair. For real. You know, like All right, we're into the conversation well, of body hair now. I'm just saying. No chest hair enough to So make. I'm growing it for at least another month. Yeah. At least. Power move. Yeah, so. And that was on your own decision making. Yeah, I just did. I, I told you. I was like, look, man, I lost a bet. Right. I want this I want this to be as real, and I don't, not realistic as, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. But I want it to be as, as genuine. There you go. As genuine as possible. Yeah. And right now, like, it's, like, it could pass for a mullet if I cut it, but it's not going to look like a good mullet. And you know what I'm worried about? On our future bets. I've got a feeling you're going to be bringing the heat and holding me to the fire. Oh, I'm going to. So That's this, another reason why I'm doing this. Yeah. It's all leverage. So when you lose end. in the future. Right. Oh, dude, it ain't. No, you remember that time I grew out a mullet and I grew for two or three months after I had to? Yeah. Yeah, I'm holding your feet to the fire, and that's another reason why I've been telling people. It's but, like, why did, you, why did you agree to do the mullet? I said, because if he'd have lost, I'd expect him to be grown it the same way. Oh, mine was already full-fledged and ready. Yeah. My, I had that. I told you. Even though I didn't have it into a mullet, I'm telling you, the first time you feel that cool breeze tickle that ducktail on the back of your head right there, oh, it's going to be a unique feeling right there, brother. Yeah. It's going to be good. That's really all I got, though, man. That's it for me as well, too. Nice. Appreciate our sponsors, as always. Anybody else wants to do a sponsorship, we've got spots open for you. A lot of great content to come in the future. Final teaser 
for the Matt and Beef special coming up here soon. Keep your eyes and ears out to I that. I mean, we've already talked about what we're doing. On here? Yeah, because remember, we've had people tell us that we need to make sure we do a vlog with it. Mm. I've talked about it. Yeah, we're. but I talked to Matt more about it. Was it last night, I believe it was? Yeah, it's, I'm, uh, I'm kind of worried about his opinion after disagreeing with me on the cumin. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll do a good job. Uh, we're going to go around trying pizza places, man. We're going give to our, give our assessment of different pizza places. Yeah. So. Honest, unbiased, yeah, unadulterated opinion. Yeah. Yes. You're welcome. Impregnable. Impregnable. Yeah. My style is impregnable. And it, that's what Tyson said, right? Sounds like something he'd say. Yeah, he said it right before he said, I want to eat your children. Well, I was going to say that was... You know, I, I don't think if you're talking to the pizza when you say that, that will be a good line. But you shouldn't say that to humans. No, that was a little weird. Some animals you shouldn't say that to either. But there's some that you should. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But, guys, started the season for the new softball season tomorrow. Already? Yeah, it's the week after. Wow. Yeah. Right back at them. Yeah, we get to wear the new jerseys, bro. That is cool. Yes, I can't wait. Can't wait to see the other team's faces when we break out those new jerseys. Jealous. You'd be like, dude, who is Hashtag this team? Jealous. Oh, wait, we know this team. They just look different. Dressed to impress. Absolutely, bro. Got to, got to fix the bow tie. Mm. Yeah, how many uh, Tim Tebow softball jerseys have you seen? Yeah, I'll wait. Okay, how many people write John 316 on their eye black? Many. Uh, yeah, I didn't think he wrote John 316. I don't know what it yeah, was. Yeah, he wrote a different Bible verse. So, yeah. yeah. I went with the cliche answer. Okay, you did. How many people kneel? A lot. <laughs> I don't know how many people do. Nope, you're right. John three sixteen. You're welcome. But I feel like no. Thank Romans, you, Romans one sixteen. So he changed it. Yeah, but I feel like he kept one for a while though. I know he wrote a few. Maybe Philippians four thirteen was another one. I could do all things. Ephesians two eight. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a, there's a Quit few of them. mention them once, so I don't have to say them. Yeah. But, guys, keep listening, keep liking, keep sharing. We're going to keep putting them out. I uh, spoke to another person that's going to be a guest coming up soon, and I think it's going to be a dope episode. Dope. Yeah, not to, like, put any pressure on that person because they don't listen to it anyway because they don't even really – they didn't really know it existed until last week. But Well, we didn't have to tell them that. Well, I think it's the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts. But I would I, say it's mainly because of me. It's like, you know, 70-30. Jeez, dude. Give me a little bit more credit. Like 75 or 65-35 at least. Well, I like to go in decimal format, so I'm going to change that. Well, it's okay. Let's hear the decimal there, bud. Well, I actually meant, um, you know, those things where you got one number and then a line and That's then a, a fraction. number. Fraction format. Jesus. So the fraction. All right, format. so we have some pretty cool stuff that uh, is on the docket. Big time. Yeah, the pizza thing, a couple interviews, one that I'm working on still that's yeah could be groundbreaking. Um, maybe that's what we need to start doing, man. Maybe that's what, with our Patreon. Maybe that's where we start revealing our guests instead of telling people online. Yeah. Where if you want to know who our big guest is going to be, we release it on Patreon first. I think we should do an episode in Canada. I wouldn't mind going to Canada. Oh, it's a great time. You're the one who dislikes Canada. Love Canada. Shout out to Toronto, yeah. Quebec, the Montreal, six. the six, Saskatchewan. 
You don't know Saskatchewan? You didn't. You said Saskatchewan. Yeah, I got a speech impediment, bro. Which is a hard thing to say when you have one. Yeah. But guys, keep liking, keep sharing. I know BJ's just trying to uh, ramble this on so we can get to two hours again, but I don't think it's going to happen. So uh, hopefully, I didn't give too much away there, oh, where he didn't did. get the yes, time. Yes, you did. But hopefully, I, enjoy this episode. We had some good conversation outside of everything, just like always. But I appreciate this hour and fifty-seven minutes with you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Keep keep liking, keep sharing, and uh, we'll keep putting them out. Beef out. Peace.